Hello everyone, welcome to Wind Down Wednesdays. I'm your host Paula Taylor and this is episode 122. All of my services are now available to book online, one-on-one services, both virtually and in person, as well as classes and workshops. So you can go to paulataylorenergy.com, click on the tab that says book online, click on the services tab, learn more about what I offer, and then book things directly online. And if you can't find a spot that works for you, you can always message me. There's a way to message me through the website. And as always, if you are enjoying the show, There are multiple ways you can support it. You can rate the podcast, share it with a friend. You can support me financially by donating directly at paulataylorenergy.com on the podcast tab. There's a PayPal donation link. You can donate through Anchor, which hosts the podcast, and those links are in the notes. And then you can join my Patreon community, and we're going to talk a little bit more about yearning to belong tonight, and one of my intentions with the Patreon community is to build a space of belonging, to build a heart-centered space of safety, which is really important when when it comes to this feeling of belonging that we're going to talk about. So that link is in the video. It's also in the show notes for the podcast. So tonight we're going to talk about yearning to belong, and then we're going to meditate on allowing ourselves to be held, and I'm going to explain all of that. That's kind of a mouthful. But this came to me, I'm going to tell the story of how this came to me kind of at the end of this episode when I talk about the meditation that we're going to do. But this yearning to belong is universal. It is a it is a universal human need. And we're going to talk about this on a couple of levels. We're going to talk about this on the level that most people are familiar with it. Then we're going to talk about it on a deeper level. And then we're going to come back to that, that kind of level where most people live in terms of how they think about this idea. So if I said to you something about yearning to belong or or how people want to feel like they belong, what would probably come to your mind is belonging to something outside yourself. And that is, that is an innate human need. We are social creatures. We come from a tribal background. So the root chakra is this kind of idea of needing a tribe to survive, looking for your tribe. And And so we have really been taught to look outside ourselves to find that belonging. And for good reason, of course, because again, our survival for a long time depended on being protected literally by other people, being in a group of people to protect ourselves against predators and and to help survive in terms of finding food and, and allocating resources so that, you know, some people are raising the children and some people are out hunting and some people are gathering and some people are healing. That This was that kind of tribal setup that we came up with very early on to, to survive, to physically survive. And what, what has happened with that is that over, over the years, you know, we don't, we don't need that so much for physical survival. So we've sort of adapted that as a social concept, as an emotional concept, this idea that we need to belong to feel emotionally safe, to feel emotionally protected. And so there are, there are multiple places we look for this outside ourselves where we join groups or we, we have families and we, and we, you know, some of us have large extended families and all of this is kind of attached to that tribal need as mammals to, to feel protected through belonging, to feel like we're part of a group. 
we're going to come back to this because again, this is, it's innate. It's something we need. It's not, it's not even a want. It's a need. It's a survival need emotionally as well as physically. But unfortunately, what has kind of happened for a lot of us, maybe even most of us, is that we were taught, we have internalized this idea that belonging is something that happens outside of ourselves. We need to belong. We need to be accepted, right? If you have any kind of social interaction at some point in your life, you have, whether you this happens a lot of us when we go in into school, you encounter these situations when you first start being social as a child of how do I fit in? How do I have to modify my own behavior to fit in? How, how can I be accepted? What do I need to do? What are the things I need to do? What are the things I need to have? I grew up in a, outside of a very affluent suburb of Chicago. And, and so there were a lot of clicks and, and sort of belongingness around things. What kind of things do you have? How nice are your things? Where did your clothes come from? Later on, do you have a car? What kind of a car is it? Things like that. So we've really done ourselves a disservice because we've built an entire society around this idea that belonging is external and that it requires other people's approval. And again, we're going to come back to that because it, it is, we do need to belong and it does depend on how other people respond to us. I'm not saying that's not true. But the disservice that we've done is that we've focused almost exclusively on that idea of belonging, belonging to something outside yourself. I was raised in the Catholic Church, and a lot of people who are religious, that is their belonging. You belong to an organization. You belong to a religious organization. You belong to a club. You belong to a group of people with shared interests. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. But there's something missing from that. That's that's the issue that I want to talk about in a little more depth tonight. So that's kind of a superficial, spiritually superficial idea of belonging. Because again, it's based on survival. So it's not superficial in that it, it literally allowed us to survive. Now it allows us to emotionally survive, to, to feel like we connect. But the problem that I think a lot of people have and maybe don't realize they have is that there's something missing from that, that, and that's why I'm calling it superficial, because we have this deep spiritual yearning to belong. And what do I mean by that? And I've alluded to this in a couple of previous episodes recently when we talked about anxiety, I talked about this kind of hole inside of us that sometimes we fill with, with things and with behaviors, and that's where, uh, from a spiritual perspective, addiction comes from. And we all have this. This is this, that, that thing that I called a hole. This is that yearning to belong. It's that yearning to have a deep connection. And, and unfortunately, what a lot of us have lost is the understanding that that connection we're yearning for is a spiritual connection. And so we're looking for it outside of ourselves. We're looking for it in other people. We're expecting them to fill that. Never works, ever. Looking to substances, expecting things like food or drugs or alcohol to fill that. Behaviors, we're filling our lives with activities because there's that yearning. And, and like every spiritual process we ever talk about, the first step is awareness. And so I'm talking about this because I think a lot of people still don't, haven't kind of connected these dots. 
this idea that there is a deep yearning for belonging in us that cannot be filled by other people. It cannot be filled by substances. It cannot be filled by behaviors because it is a spiritual yearning. When I talk about it in terms of a whole, it's a spirit, it's a spiritual whole. It's an energetic whole. It's this yearning to feel this deep connection that makes us feel like we belong, that makes us feel like we're here for a purpose, like we're on this earth for a reason, and and to make us feel like we're connected to something larger than ourselves. And and so again, we've we've sort of developed this social system of like, yes, I can belong to a community of some sort, and that is something that's larger than myself, but that alone is not going to fulfill that yearning. And and that's why we're going to come back to it, because what we need to do first is develop that connection within ourselves, not looking outside of ourselves. We need to find, as I would put it, as we just talked about a couple weeks ago last week, claiming your light and letting it shine. Right. So that's that light. We need to uncover that light and you can use any word for it you like. I really like light. It's a little bit less charged than some words like God, definitely less charged than a word like God, God, spirit, source, higher power, whatever word this is, energy, universal energy, life force energy, prana, chi, ki. I mean, we could do a whole show where I just list words for energy or for, for spirit, for source, whatever. I like light because again, it, to me, it, because I like metaphor, it's a good metaphor. It's something you can kind of visually see because we can't really, we've been trying since we were around to quantify, to describe the energy that we call God. And and there's a whole religion based on, like I was raised with this idea of sort of this old man with a beard, that kind of God. That's not what it is, but we don't know. We Our minds just cannot comprehend. And I like light because light if you think about something like the sun, I mean, light is really the source of everything. Light is the source of, of life. Without light, without sun, we don't have life. So anyway, you can use any word you want there. The idea is this deep yearning to belong at a, at a spiritual level is about connecting with our light, is about recognizing that there is this beautiful, amazing force much larger than our physical, personal ego self in this life. And we crave that connection. And some of us literally kill ourselves looking for that connection in the wrong place, looking outside ourselves for that connection. And yes, when we do our meditations, I, I talk about calling energy in from outside our physical body But really what we're doing is inviting the natural flow of energy within our body to kind of clarify and expand to uncover that light. Because the only place to find that sense of belonging is within ourselves, is within this spiritual connection. And and we can ask for help, and we're going to do that in tonight's meditation. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but I talk about your spiritual support team there, there are beings, entities, I don't, I don't know that I like any, there are energies that are seemingly separate from ourselves because we have this physical container that we're in that we can call in to help 
intensify that connection, remind us of that connection, to help brighten that light, to uncover that light, to let go of frequencies. But ultimately, this is internal work. This is done by looking inside of ourselves, by expanding our energy, allowing it to flow, letting that movement happen. And as that flow of energy starts to happen, then we do start to feel connected because energy is all around us. Energy is just vibration. And, and scientifically, we're starting to recognize what that is. And I talked about that last week. I talked about my psychiatrist and how he mentioned the quantum field, the, the quantum universe, and everything in the quantum universe is vibration. Whether it's the vibration of sound, that, that I am more familiar with those waves. There's light waves. They move in a different direction. Still waves, still vibration. Particles move in a vibratory pattern. That is what energy is. It is vibration. And, and at the root of everything, I'm getting a little off topic here, but it feels important. I can hold up a solid object. I'm holding up a Tibetan bowl right now. This looks solid. If I make, if I, if I invite my bowl, if I ring my bowl, it feels like I hit a solid object and then it makes sound and waves come out of out of this object. But the object itself is actually vibration. This is particles vibrating, right? This is electrons and, and neutrons and atoms and, you know, molecules bouncing back and forth. And we just don't see that at this level. What we see is a solid, but at the quantum level, as you get smaller and smaller and smaller particle-wise, everything is vibration. And so our yearning to belong, our yearning to feel accepted and seen and recognized and to know who we are, to remember who we are, cannot be achieved without accessing that vibration. That is what energy work is. That is why I say every week, this is the foundation of everything I do, because everything else rests on top of that. And so when we start working with that vibration, when we start recognizing it within ourselves, then we start to expand our field and we start to realize this is all around me. Energy is everything. Energy imbues everything. And, and so at a, again, a quantum level, I am everything. I belong everywhere. Sometimes it doesn't feel that way when you're stuck in trauma frequency or, or when you're having difficulty emotionally, physically, whatever it is, it's really easy to feel like, I don't want to be here. I don't belong here. I don't like it here. I'm going to tell a little bit of a story about that. But at a fundamental level, we are everything that is here. We are made of the same material. And so the, that deep yearning can only be satisfied with that recognition, with that connection, with that invitation is really what it is. We're just inviting awareness. I invite myself to remember that I am light. I am vibration. I am sound. I am a million particles vibrating around and interacting with other particles that vibrate around. And some of them look like objects and some of them look like people and some of them vibrate back at me. It's really kind of mind blowing when you think about it that way, but, but it's also kind of 
a lot simpler than sometimes we make it seem. When we, when we, you know, when we talk about spiritual things, they get very abstract. They get very esoteric. And really, this is practical work. And that is why I do this work. So let's go back to this idea of belonging to something outside of ourselves, because here's the trick. And this is something that I've been thinking about. This topic came to me a few weeks ago. And I've been, as I often do, I've been kind of mulling this over and, and figuring out, turning it around in my head and, and figuring out what the narrative is so I can share it with you in a way that makes sense. And, and we're doing, we're going about this backwards because when we are born, when we are raised, most of us, the first thing we're taught, the first messaging we receive about belonging is to look for it outside ourselves. I belong to a family. I belong to my parents. I belong to a community of some sort. I belong to, to the, you know, school when you go to school. All of that is outside of ourselves and, and we're doing it backwards because then what happens, like what happened to me, I felt that emptiness and, and I started noticing it about age 16-ish, maybe a little earlier, and, and then it kind of peaked at 16. And that's when I started my spiritual journey because it was like, I felt like something was missing. And I thought there was something wrong with me for a long time. Oh, there's something wrong with me. That's why I don't belong anywhere. I'm a weirdo. I'm, I'm a freak. I'm singing a Radiohead song. Um, I don't belong here. Oh, literally, that is a Radiohead song. Anyway. I, we all feel that way, and that's the interesting thing. If you ask the most popular kid in your school when you were in high school whether they belong, probably the answer was, like, deep down, I don't know, I don't think so, I'm really afraid people are going to find out I don't belong. And again, that's because we were taught this in the wrong order. So what happens to a lot of us is that we don't feel like we belong anywhere, and that literally kills people. I was thinking about this earlier, and I was thinking about people who, who commit suicide, and, and there have been a lot of very famous people who've committed suicide, and the question always is, people ask, you know, I, they seem like they had it all, right? They seem like they had so much, and again, that's an external view. Inside, we don't know how they felt. We don't know how lonely someone is when Things look on the surface like, you know, you've, I've got a great family and I've got friends and I've got a community and I've got all these things. That is not enough because it doesn't fulfill that deeper yearning. And so for a lot of us, that spiritual journey starts when we start to recognize like there's something missing and I, I want to know what it is. That's how mine started. And that's what led me to spirituality and energy and, and, and this understanding that again, we're doing things backwards. So when we come to that internal belonging, to that spiritual belonging, we have to do that first before we can truly find the tribe, find the external belonging. Because again, I said that is innate. We are social creatures. We need to be social. We need to feel like we have a community. For physical safety originally, now for emotional safety, for emotional support, sometimes for physical support as well. So when we start first with that inner sense of belonging, then when we go back to the outer, we start to attract people who vibrate on the same level as we do. On the same level sounds hierarchical. I don't mean it that way. People with similar vibrations. 
And, and you might say, well, when I join a group, because I joined a group of hikers because I like hiking and they like hiking. That is, that is one layer of vibration, absolutely. But you might find that just under the surface of that, you have nothing in common. And you might find that you get hurt in situations where, where you've, you've come into something with an expectation of being safe, of being held, of being loved in some way. And it, and it doesn't happen. And that is because of that external kind of what I called a superficial idea of what belonging is, of what connection really is. So when you work on that connection with your spirituality, your light, your source, whatever word you want to use, your own energy, and you start to develop a sense of who you are, you start to become aligned, you start to become clear and expanded and, and in somewhat of a state of harmony. We're never perfect, of course. Then after that exploration, after that growth, after that, sometimes we call it hermit mode, when we start to look outside of ourselves again, our vibrational field starts attracting people with a similar vibrational field. And the more clear and expanded and harmonious our vibrational field is, the more we attract that to us. And so then when we look outside ourselves for our community, we start to find true safety and true acceptance and true unconditional-esque love because I don't think most of us are, we'll never be perfect at that. That can be something we strive for, but, but you know, we're human and, and, That's the other thing I talked about that, I think last week about this idea that if you're in a heart-centered relationship, if you're in that connection to your own spiritual self, and from that place you connect with others, and they are in the same place, it leads to a completely different type of relationship. It It leads to a relationship where Yes, you might still get hurt because we inadvertently hurt each other, but you'll be able, be safe enough to, to be able to share it. And then the other person will be able to share their perspective. And then there's this coming together and this understanding and this space. We talked about holding space. There's space held for that safety, for that connection. And so... As we, as we continue to do our growth, the other thing is that this changes over time. I'm not the same person I was two years ago. Some of the people I knew two years ago, I don't, they're not even in my orbit anymore. And, and that's not a judgment about me or about them. It just means that those vibrational fields are not vibrating at a similar frequency. And so, and so, as we grow, sometimes it's really hard to let go of relationships. And sometimes we do have to identify, you know, if we're being hurt repeatedly in a relationship, that's a pattern that we maybe want to let go of. And as we do this work, as we shed trauma frequency, as we expand, we do have stronger boundaries. We have stronger ideas of what we will tolerate, of what we will accept, of what we deserve, which is beauty and love and acceptance as unconditionally as possible. And so when we're not receiving that, sometimes we choose to 
go in a different direction. We choose to move in a different direction or, or people or organizations or, or things that we belonged to on that kind of superficial level sort of fall away. And there is a lot of judgment about that. There can be judgment on both sides. You know, there can be judgment about how, why can't I keep people in my life? Or there can be judgment about from other people toward us. Why, you know, why did that, why are you no longer in this community or whatever? This is just a natural part of flow of change. Things change, things evolve. And as we continue to do that internal work, the outside world changes because the outside is just a reflection of the inside. So when we come to ourselves first, before we start looking outside, when we, we, when we are aligned with ourselves as much as we can be, when we, keep, when we have the intention of continually being authentic and aligned, we're never going to be perfect again, then what comes to us, what's reflected back, tends to be more authentic and aligned. And, and so it's from this space that we can really get that need met, that innate social need met of building community, of feeling like we belong. And so you might ask me what we're going to do for tonight's meditation. And it has nothing to do <laughs> with either of those things I just talked about. Because every week on this show, or almost every week, we develop that connection, that spiritual connection. That is one, like the ultimate point of this show. We do that work constantly. And we've talked recently about building intentional community and heart-centered community. And I've given you some options to join my community. Find your own community, make your own community from this state of authenticity, of alignment. These are things that we are practicing, that we are already working on, that, that we've taken action on. But sometimes we're in kind of an in-between space, and that's that's what we're going to meditate on tonight. So I'm going to talk. I'm going to tell you this story fairly briefly, so that we can get into the meditation. I talked a few weeks ago about the experience I had, where I was in the craniosacral class, and I had this vision, and my I've had twelve miscarriages, and my babies came, and they took me to this place called the Children's Garden that was this beautiful living spiritual memorial to anyone who's ever lost a child. And it was the most joyful experience I think of my entire life, honestly. I mean, I've had a lot of really expansive experiences, but it was just so joyful and blissful. And talk about a sense of belonging. It was just beyond anything I'd ever experienced. And so I was kind of riding a high for a while. But similar to people who've had near-death experiences, I've heard this kind of reflected in, in these kind of stories before. After I came back from that experience, I started feeling a little bit empty. I started feeling like, what am I here for? If that is accessible to me, if that is if that is the feeling of being out of a physical body in this, this bliss and this expansion and this joy, 
what am I doing here? Why am I here? And, and so I had, I fell into a little bit of a funk there where I just really didn't feel like I belonged. And honestly, for my whole life, I talked about this over the last couple of weeks. I never really did feel like I belonged here. I never really felt like I wanted to be in a body. I never really felt comfortable. I never connected with people in a lot of ways. I had just kind of strange experiences, even as, you know, even as a child, I think I just had a hard time. I had a hard time with that social connection. And, and for a long time, I had a hard time with that spiritual connection. And so, so I was in this kind of feeling of just not like, like I didn't really belong, like I didn't really want to be here. Not that I was going to leave or, you know, take action. It was just kind of this feeling like, ugh, do I have to keep doing this? Do I have to keep going? Is it really that important that I stay here and, and do this work? I know I'm here to do work. I know what I'm here to do. I'm doing it to the best of my ability, but, but man, that was a beautiful place. And can I just go back there? <laughs> I think, and again, I've heard that reflected a lot of times in near death experience stories. And so I was laying in my bed, kind of just in a funk. And I was like, I don't know what to do. And my spiritual support team, my, my DFE beings the, were desperately trying to get me to remember who I was. If you remember that story from last week and the week before, but I wasn't ready for that yet. I wasn't there yet. I was just, ugh. and so what I ended up doing because they said, well, how can I help you? And that's the wonderful, beautiful thing. How can I help you? They're, they're there to help us. So even when we're alone physically, we, there's no one else around us, even when we feel like we've lost that connection, there's a whole team there asking, what can we do to support you if, you if you're willing to ask, if you're willing to listen, if you're willing to be aware? And I said, you know, I just want to be held. I just want to be held. And... When I was thinking about this just before I started the show, I was thinking about that old story about the footprints in the sand. And there's this old story, and I always loved it. I always loved this story, and which is, I was not a super religious person. Even when I was raised in religion, I had a lot of questions. I was very challenging. I always wanted to know why, 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 why. But something about this story always struck me, and, and it just hit me kind of maybe why. So there's this old story and, and you've seen it probably, they used to print it on pictures and books and, and it was, you could find it in like tourist shops and stuff. And it's this idea that at the end of a person's life, they met Jesus. That was the way I was told. So we'll stick with Jesus. And, and they looked back on their life and they saw these footprints in the sand, but they noticed that at the hardest part of their lives, there was only one set of footprints. And so this person says to Jesus, I see that you were walking with me. Who? Why at the hardest part of my life was I was I so alone? Why do I only see one set of footprints? And in this story Jesus says to this person, my child, that is when I was carrying you. And I think there's something so moving on that deeply yearning level about being held, about being carried, about not being alone, even in our darkest times, even when we feel alone, even when we feel abandoned, when we're not connecting on the physical plane, we're not connecting with people in our lives, we're not connecting on the spiritual plane, we feel like we've lost faith or we've lost that connection. 
we are still capable of allowing ourselves to be held, of allowing ourselves to be carried, of allowing that spiritual support to come in and and just be in our space. That of, of being held, of, of having that spiritual, energetic light source hold us, carry us. And so that's what I did in that situation. And that's what we're going to do in tonight's meditation. Because we're not always in a space where we're actively wanting to connect, where we're actively wanting to do work. This is energetic work that we do every week. We're not always in a place where we want to talk to someone or we want to connect on the physical plane. Sometimes that feels like too much effort. Sometimes we're laying in our bed and we're like, I don't want to do this anymore and I'm tired and I feel alone. And can you just hold me? Can you just hold me? And so in my story on that day, maybe there's only one set of footprints in the sand and it's beautiful to allow that. So that's what we're going to do in tonight's meditation. So let's meditate together. Before this meditation, I encourage you to lie down if you're in a space where you can do that. This is a very receptive meditation. This is a passive meditation. We're just going to allow. So lying down is a beautiful passive pose to be in, a very passive posture. But if you're sitting up, just let yourself be supported. Make sure there's something you can rest your back against. Maybe cozy up with a blanket. Just find a space where you feel as safe and comfortable as possible. And then we'll begin, as we almost always do, with three to five of those beautiful deep oxytocin breaths. We're going to let the breath float in through the nose, let the belly float out. And then as we sigh that breath out, we're going to use that audible ha sound, just inviting the body to feel safe. Ah. And at least two or three more times. Ah. Do that at least two more times, maybe three or four. Let your intuition guide you. Maybe you want to move your body just really gently here, just kind of rotating wrists and hands, moving your neck around. If you're sitting, maybe you do a few little torso rolls each direction, just very gently, maybe 20% of your capacity here. Again, just inviting some safety into the body, inviting yourself to feel like you belong in your body, that it's safe to be there. And then as you're ready, I want you to bring into your space that beautiful energetic sanctuary. And if you're not familiar with that, we're just going to imagine that we're sitting in the beautiful, safest space we could possibly imagine. This is like your idea of paradise. 
This is your energetic sanctuary. You control what happens in this space. Nothing can harm you here. Everything that happens here is safe and for your highest good. So just notice here where you're sitting or standing or lying down. Look around. What does your sanctuary look like? Sometimes it changes even if we've done this practice a lot. So just notice where you are in your sanctuary. And for this meditation, you might find it easiest to imagine yourself as a child. Sometimes it's hard for us to picture receiving affection as an adult. So if it's easier to imagine yourself being held as a child, then picture yourself as a child now. And what we're going to do next is invite a member or members of our spiritual support team to come into this space to hold us. So for you, the this might come in the form of picturing a loved one, someone you felt very safe with, maybe someone who's passed on, someone like a grandmother or a grandfather or somebody who had that unconditional acceptance of you or who you felt that around who you felt fully accepted by who you felt saw you who you felt you truly belonged with and this doesn't have to be relative it doesn't have to be a person that's a place to start maybe it's a beloved pet maybe this is a completely non-humanoid or earth life form maybe this is a light that that you feel held in maybe this is just the idea that this place you're in is holding you maybe you've got a blanket and that feels really safe it doesn't matter what your visualization is here the point the intention is to allow yourself to be held maybe you find a hammock between two trees and and there's something about it that just feels so safe and comforting like you've been there a million times before find the visualization the intention that works for you and if you can't see it that's completely fine you don't have to be able to even picture this you can describe it you can just set the intention the idea here is to completely surrender to this feeling of being held with so much love with so much support, with so much empathy and compassion. Whatever or whoever is holding you here loves you without condition. Whatever or whoever is holding you here accepts every part of you as beautiful as divine whoever or whatever is holding you here makes you feel at that deepest level like you absolutely belong and don't read into that you don't have to look for meaning or purpose or ask why you're here or what you're here to do or why you're in a body just let yourself be held. There's no work to do here. 
Let yourself be rocked gently. Whether you're in your hammock, whether you're being held as a child, maybe you're on a swing and you're just swinging and feeling really loved and really safe. Just allow that feeling of being supported, of being held, of being truly seen and loved to come fully into your being here. Nothing for you to do, nothing for you to prove, no action to be taken, just being held and being loved. Just knowing that you belong here fully in this moment, in this beautiful setting, in the support of whatever or whoever this is that's holding you. Maybe you're just hugging and embracing someone you love, someone who loved you with that unconditional sense of acceptance and belonging. And if you didn't have anyone like that, invent them. Ask for an ancestor to come forward. Ask for an entity, a being, a a light, whatever it is, let it come and hold you. Let it come and hold you. Let yourself feel held with love, with acceptance. Let yourself belong here. now. Feel yourself heavy and supported. Feel yourself rocked and loved and accepted. Again, nothing to do here. 
Don't give in to the temptation to be active. There are plenty of meditations where we ask for guidance, where we ask for messages, where we're active. In this one, just let yourself be held. Just be in this beautiful energy of belonging, of acceptance, of love, of safety. And if you're in a space where you're safe to fall asleep and you'd like to drift into sleep from this state, what a beautiful way to drift off into sleep, being held, being rocked, being loved, being accepted. If you're coming back to the rest of your day or evening, be slow about it. Don't rush. Stay for a few more moments in this embrace. Whether it's the embrace of just the environment you're in or that cozy blanket or a hammock, whether the it's the embrace of someone you love or someone who showed up for you in this space. Maybe it's someone you've never met in life or someone you didn't know. Maybe it's an energy or a light. Maybe it's a pet or an animal. Whatever it is, just sit in this acceptance, in this love. Let yourself surrender into being held for a few more moments here. in these last few moments maybe express some gratitude to this beautiful being who showed up to hold space for you if that feels too active you can even let that go but if you'd like to offer some gratitude you can offer gratitude to this beautiful being who held you in such a warm and safe, accepted state. This unconditional love wrapped around you, soothing you, making you feel so loved and so safe and so accepted. And know that you can come back to this anytime you like, as many times as you'd like. You can make this a regular practice of feeling accepted, of feeling like you belong, of being held. But as you're ready now, with gratitude, say thank you and let go of your being. Come back to yourself. Come back to the room. Let go of that energetic sanctuary with love, with gratitude. Notice any shift in the way you feel, any shift in how your body feels. But let go of judgments here. Bring this sense of being held with you out of this meditation into the rest of your day or evening, in the, in the rest of your week, month, and even year. Bring this sense of being fully accepted, of being loved unconditionally, 
of having this feeling that you belong, that you are loved exactly as you are, that you are connected to that sense of belonging, that you are filled with that unconditional love and light that is the vibration at the source of all that exists. Take a nice big deep breath in through your nose, sigh it out through your mouth with or without that audible ha. Begin to move your body slowly, just coming fully back now to yourself, to the space. Maybe shrug your shoulders, just wiggle wrists and hands or even fingers and toes, just slowly with reverence coming back, being respectful for this journey that you've been on. And affirm with me out loud if possible, I am fully present in my body. I am fully present in my body and I allow myself to be held with unconditional love. I am fully present in my body and I belong. As you're ready, take another breath or two if you'd like. Move around a little bit more. And as you're ready, you can open your eyes. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for belonging to this community, this heart-centered community of safety and love and acceptance. You deserve those things. Have a beautiful rest of your evening. I will see you in two weeks for Wind Down Wednesday. I'm taking next week off. I'm taking a few days off. So I will see you in two weeks. Enjoy this sense of being held. Bring it with you as much as you can into the rest of this evening. Have a beautiful evening.